You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. It's the last podcast of the season and I'm joined by a full house. It's Greg, John and Chris. All right, guys? All right, evening. Hello. Right, we might have a problem tonight because John's just said that he, he can't tell Greg and Chris apart when they speak. That's all right, I can tell when Greg does his laugh. That's all right. What's his you laugh like? Be, you better be funny then. Aye, I'll say it, but Craig's got uh, the jokes in his black book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said a joke in the, the whole history of the podcast. Well, yeah, you've tried to say jokes, but I don't get anyone's laughed. Well, I, I got a laugh before the podcast when I got confused when you mentioned you're talking about Auckland Lake Juniors, and I thought it was the under-21 team. Uh, <laughs> or another Scottish football forward as well, I don't even know. It was the fact you shocking. included juniors. Oh, you don't right. include that. You just say oh, Auckland Lake Talbot, and that's enough. All right. But you said Light juniors, off. and I got confused. Oh, right. oh, getting old. <laughs> so it's the end of the season podcast, so we're going to have a wee... Season highlights from each of us, if there was any highlights, I don't know if there was. And then the Scottish Cup final, of course. The playoffs were three quarters of the way through the playoffs, so I mentioned those. I'll give a wee plug to the World Cup predictor that I've just launched at the weekend, and, and I'll allow you to take the piss out of me for making a mistake at the weekend with something on the forum and the charity bet destination as well. Oh, wait a minute, what mistake did you make? Let's get that, Let's get that straight in there. What mistake was it? Well... I decided that I would launch the World Cup predictor at the weekend, but I thought I would do a few tests and let people, let a handful of people in to see if it worked okay. So I put matches in, and it was only about four or five matches. But I forgot that I still had the reminder email getting sent out. So the reminder email went out on Saturday morning and said it was a Scottish Premiership reminder. There is upcoming games. And obviously there wasn't, but in the email it mentioned the, the games, the World Cup games. So it was a wee bit of an embarrassment. Oh, I don't get that email, or did I? I don't know. I got it. I'm signed up for emails as well. Or maybe I just deleted it. <laughs> just deleted it. I was probably thinking, well, there's no games on, so what's this all about? Yeah, I just a guy, uh, Gordon, uh, he, he replied saying, what? Maybe the leak isn't finished after all. Thinking, oh damn, damn, what a mistake to make. So I had to rush the predictor, had to get it finished quickly. So that's my mistake, and I might as well give the predictor a plug because we've got a sponsor for the World Cup predictor. Oh, Michael Doran Printer. <laughs> oh, I thought it was good. It's no tenants, no. no. But he's come in and he's given a prize fund, so it's £30 for the winner and £10 for second place. Aye, but is it real money or is he printing it himself? <laughs> I can't confirm that. <laughs> can't confirm or deny. So it's free to enter, as usual. And it's a wee bit of a return to the, the early days of the predictor because I wrote it for the last World Cup. So it's interesting it's been around for so long. So that's out now. Right, next up, the Scottish Cup final. Dundee United against St. Johnson at the weekend. And it was something that I was really looking forward to seeing. Uh, I got caught up in the, the BBC coverage of that. The, the build-up I thought was really good. I don't know if any of you watched it, but Jim Spence outside the stadium was superb. 
I quite like the Game of Thrones stuff. <laughs> aye, aye. That was quite well done. That. Yep. Aye, it was good. I thought Jim Spence speaking to the fans, he, he captured a wee bit of the atmosphere outside, which is nice when you're sitting on the, the couch with a can of beer to try and imagine you, you being there. Uh, Lauren Kelly was good banter. She was talking about our babies. I'm not sure if there's something she needs to tell us or whether she was just talking about the fact that there were young kids playing for Dundee United. But the, the game itself, I thought, was... It lived up to, to all the build-up. Uh, I thought that it could have went either way, to be honest. I think that Dundee United will definitely come away feeling a bit hard done by with, with Lady Luck and the way that Chiffchie's ball hit the bar and somehow somehow ended up underneath Manus. Yeah. Uh, it was just... That's pure luck. He had nothing about it until when that ha- in his hand. When that happened, you just felt it was St. Johnson's Day. When that, those kind of things happen. Yeah. Uh, it was a good free kick, though. I, I, Obviously, he could have done more, as in he could have got it in the back of the net. But it's almost perfect. Yeah, I yeah, had a free kick about as well as you can have it for that distance. He's unlucky it hits the bar. He's then very unlucky because about nine times out of ten, it's going to hit that keeper and get in the net. Mm-hmm. It just hit a keeper at such an angle, it hit him and went down and he landed on it. So he's, he's been lucky there. And it wasn't even the, the, the first time that I thought that St. Johnston had been lucky. Eh, right, St. Johnston had been lucky because Dunn United hit the post in the first half. And again, if that guy can either go straight in if on a good day, on a lucky day, it's going to hit the post, hit the keeper and go in. Yep. Or the other post to, and go in. Just keep, yeah, you might as well just keep off it all. But one thing that really annoyed me about that chance was the fact that Dow is, had his head in his hands almost instantly yeah. as the ball hit the post. And then the ball ended up heading in his direction. See if he had continued to play, he might have got a second chance at it. He might have been able to block the, the, the clearance. Who knows? But one thing is, if you if you stand there and you're heading your hands and you stop playing football, you have no chance of scoring. So I was a bit annoyed with him. And if I was a manager, I would have said, forget this chance that you almost scored and sort yourself out. Because it's that attitude like that that anybody can sort themselves out attitude-wise. Anybody. There's, there's no excuse for it. So I was a bit annoyed with him. Not that I wanted Dundee United to win or, or lose. I, I just... I like to see people putting in a hundred percent. Like uh, Stephen McLean uh, did the same. I he was down at the the bottom corner with Andy Robertson, and he was dispossessed, and he just stood there and looked at the linesman wanting a foul. Robertson just ran up the pitch on a break. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the point in standing there with your arms up? The, the linesman's not going to change his mind. It's just something that really annoys me about modern footballers. You don't see that in a, a game of seven aside, so you shouldn't see that in a a proper professional of that side. Yeah, the, the difference for me in the two teams was was uh, the two defences. I think that was the, I think that was a telling factor in, in the whole game. You look at the Dundee United keeper and he's, um, both of those goals are soft goals. The first one especially is just ridiculous coming out in the flat and for that in no man's land. And the second one as well, I don't think he's really covered himself in, in much glory. As much as there's been a kind of lucky break of the ball for St. Johnston, I think he needs to used to hold on to that and up the other end of the park I thought especially in the last 20 minutes I thought the, the St Johnson defence were just were outstanding uh, the guy Mackay was just you know he was, he, he was flicking it where he were inside his boot with a couple of minutes to go and dispossessing folk and no panicking and just you know distributing the ball well I thought they were uh, I thought they looked really calm and, and non-flustered with the with the sort of last 20 minutes to go and it would have been easy at that point I think to panic and start hoofing it um, but but they weren't doing that for so for me I the the, the difference in defences was the was the big thing. You know the yeah. goal the the first goal uh, came at a 
probably the worst time mm. you, can, you can lose a goal because you, the managers have pretty much got their half-time team talk sorted. And mm. I think for me, Dundee United were probably ahead in the, the first half in terms of possession and who looked most right. threatening. So that goal, the, the keeper came out, Chesnick came out, and there's a lot of criticism because he came out and he flapped at the ball. And yes, I, I agree, he should have done better. But everyone makes mistakes. We've all played football. You make mistakes in the heat of the moment. You misjudge the flight of your ball. What I'd be more concerned about was the fact that there was nobody on that back post. That's that's something that the, the manager should have drilled into his team. You are front post, you are back post. Get that sorted. And if he hasn't, the keeper should be sorting that out and ensuring that somebody's well, on the back post. Well, Have you noticed that more and more now? That people are maybe just putting a man on just one post? I don't understand that. I always I think you should like have it. both posts covered. But I think the, That's an some easy, keepers... easy clearance if somebody's on the back post. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I would disagree with that. I, yeah, I, I think, think, it's, I I think, think it's the head is high enough it's still in. I think it's still going in. I think some keepers like to have the space whereby only one post is covered. The problem with the keeper flapping... Probably the keeper coming out and flapping is if he misses it, then the attacker knows that all they really need to do is put the ball on target and it's going in. So it doesn't need to be a, a spectacular header. They just need to turn and guide it towards the towards the net. They don't need to put a lot of power on it. They just need to knock it on target. And I think that's I think that's what happened with the with the goal on Saturday. And the fact that there was nobody in that post, like Chris says, I don't think we'd have made much odds because it was it was tucked nicely under a bar. Uh, it was it was a good time for it to happen. I had a bet on a. St. Johnson to win, so I was getting a wee bit excited at that point. But I'd also had a, a bet on Stevie May, first scorer. I decided to put a pounds. fiver. Not four hundred pounds, no. What? But I put a fiver Chicken. on him. <laughs> put a fiver on. I was going to donate the the winnings to the charity pot, but unfortunately, it didn't happen. So it's it's, it's funny how. Uh, things like when you're watching a game as a neutral, how I did have money on St. Johnson, but I still wasn't really too fussed about who was going to win. But then when they scored that goal, I thought Dundee United's been the better team. Now this is this is making a, a good final. This is Maybe I'll switch allegiances to St. Johnson. Maybe I'm just a, a glory oh, hunter I... mid-game. St. Johnson's your big team. Well, yeah, well, it turns out I'll be going to see them again in Europe, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they, they've managed to get in. But it was, uh, just, just, to, just to touch it again, I thought it was a really good game, a really watchable final, because sometimes the Scottish yeah. Cup finals, they can be a bit hit and miss, they're either one-sided or they're a wee bit turgid, but at least you had two sides out there on Saturday that I think were going to try and win the game. Um, I think had Hidgen Johnson maybe sat back for 80 minutes and snatched one in the break, they maybe wouldn't have had the, the credit that they deserved, but I thought I thought both sides just went out and did a right good go on Saturday, and what a difference it made having a final in a decent stadium for a change. Yes, could, I would. Could, I would agree. I mean, I, I know I'm about to be biased with this one, but I thought the atmosphere was outstanding. And yeah, I mean, I, as you might have read in the forum, I was actually on in the main stand for the game. Yeah. A very like, good seat. Yeah. It was an absolute belter of a seat. It was right in front of the director's box in the, the back row, of the sort of front section of the main stand. And it was, I couldn't ask for better, to be honest. Um, no, I could ask for better facilities in the main stand, but that's a different argument entirely. That's probably the worst bit of Celtic Park, in my opinion. Now. What, what was up, Chris, with your prawn sandwiches? Just a wee bit too warm. <laughs> no, there was like one pie stall and there was a massive queue. It took half an hour to get there. Pies, I like you were eating pies in there. How's a prawn pie? That Saturday. Pies. Prawn, prawn pie. See, you're eating a marie rose sauce. For the steak and chorizo pies there, St. Johnson could have brought some. Oh, I see, that's these. even better, would not it? I could Aye. just could have brought some of their pies. Unfortunately, it was in the Dundee United uh, fans, so <laughs> it was, uh, I wouldn't have got up there any of their pies, unfortunately. But no, oh. the, it, was a, it was a fantastic seat for uh, watching the game, and 
the atmosphere was just fantastic from both ends. I thought the the displays they both put on were fantastic to start with, and then um, both sets of fans were vocal throughout. Really enjoyable. See, on the subject of pies, I had a Cali pie tonight, by the way. It was, it was rather good. <laughs> good stuff. I was uh, thinking you that can... That pleased me. You that was the best thing before that abandoned march. Ah, your under-21s game that you went to. Ah, oh, the juniors, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I see in Lidl do Cali pies. Aye. I don't know if it's going to be as good as buying it uh, fresh, I'll, but... Well, it's, a it's, a, it's a proper uh, Cali pie, so I yes. Aldi's as well. Kind of an Aldi's. I paid a pound sixty for mine tonight, but see if you get it at the bakers in Cully, mm-hmm. and you get it heated up, it's two pound sixteen. Eh? Aye. Oh, what? Aye. Tax, pie tax, isn't it? Aye, VAT. Aye, it's if you get it cold, it's about a pound eighty. That's just about thirty pence or something like that for, or maybe it's twenty pence. I don't know. Must be. I don't know. But I know. Aye, you have to pay it to get it heated. I know. It annoyed me when I was growing up, and uh, there was a, a baker's in Stirling. And I'd go in and want a sausage roll. That's what I'd always buy because it's the cheapest thing. And then they'd, if they'd say, you want to sit in or take away? And if you wanted to sit in, you had to pay some like, an extra 20p. Get away. I was always standing out in the cold eating that. Save my pennies. Why would you sit in and have a sausage roll? Who does that? I, I'm quite lazy. So a wee <laughs> seat's welcome. Aye, so the, the Scottish Cup final... Aye, McLean's goal. I wanted to mention his goal celebration because it's, see when it went yeah. in, it was it's almost as if it hadn't hit the back of the net and he had his shirt off. And I was thinking to myself as he's running away in his head, he knows right, he's caught up in the moment. I'm booked. Doesn't matter. And see when he, he started running towards the crowd, I honestly thought he was going to climb into the stand because I thought he's just accepted that he's getting booked. He can do pretty much what he wants with, within reason, but he can just go crazy. And he almost did, he stood up on the advertising board, but I like to see a wee bit of that where the moment takes over. It's it's not as good as B's celebration in the cup, but I thought it was up there. It's it's what I like to see in football. None of this, eh, like Marco Negri, not really that fussed, or Balotelli just doing my job. Yeah, I mean, just I want to see somebody going crazy. If you can't lose yeah. it when you score the winning goal in a cup final. When are you going to do it? And as like you, there's you kind of get enough of players uh, jumping into the crowd as well. I think it should be encouraged as opposed to getting booked for it. So, hats off to him. Right. I I would have liked to have seen a wee bit of common sense yet again for the referee. I mean, all right, he has taken his shirt off. All right, he's over there in the crowd, but no harm is done, and he has just won the Scottish Cup for a team that's never won any major trophy in their entire hundred and thirty year history. Yeah. So, have a bit of common sense and just let him off for this one. Problem is, he'd get in trouble. The ref. That's uh, the problem. That, no, the rule. It says in the rule they're allowed to apply common sense. So, I bet they don't have common sense. No, no. Well, so you're allowed to apply common sense for the celebration, but I think the second you take your shirt off, it's a booking. Ugh. But I think you're right in that uh, if they go, if they leave the pitch and and head towards the the stands, I think they're allowed to apply common sense there, which is is good. But yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure that once you take your shirt off, that's it. Uh, booked. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't overly impressed with Craig Thompson's performance. I, I thought I, at times I thought it was a wee bit attention seeking for himself, but that seems to be his kind of character. But uh, the attention it doesn't matter what he did because the attention for me on uh, if it was going to be any official was an Almir for his uh, expert eye and pretty much justifying having the 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 extra officials in the goal line. Yeah, brilliant, great decision. Yep, yep. Unfortunately. 
the fact that they're told not to really uh, signal, not to make any visible signal to the referee, makes it difficult for fans to appreciate that they are doing a job. But in this instance, it was pretty clear with the linesman running to the halfway line to suggest that it was a goal, uh, and the referee not appearing anyway to to make a decision. The fact that the this extra official, I'm not sure if it's going to be fifth or sixth, one of them. Uh, the fact that he gave that as a, a handball, I think it's brilliant. And I think I think as you say, it's, it's good to see them appearing useful. Something we I can't remember seeing very often at all. No, I can't remember any. I can't remember any decision that big having been made by one of the, those officials. And he has got it absolutely spot on as the TV replay uh, showed. It was it was never over the line until May slapped it over. Yep. So, I mean, fair it play, would have been difficult to call in real time. It was one of those where the, the keeper uh, heading forward and the ball obviously heading into the net. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know. I, 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 because I was almost in the halfway line when I looked over, I'd seen that May had slapped it uh, into the net, but I wasn't sure if he'd done it before or after it crossed the line. See, yep. Jake, should take a red card? No. It's not a red card offence. He, he was booked for it. I think that was pretty yep. much... It's a booking if you attempt to score a goal with a handball. Uh, so I think that's all that could really be done. Because uh, see, at the other end, if it was other end and someone's and someone's defending, it's a red, isn't it? Yeah, if you, if 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 you've stopped a goal scoring opportunity, yep. it's a red card. Yeah, but that's nothing to do with a handball. That could be anything. Yeah, uh, you get booked if it's a if it's a handball and you are stopping the ball from going to the opposition or you hit it towards goal to attempt to score. I think it's just to stop people trying to do a a Maradona and just try to cheat, basically. Because I'm you could fair Maradona got away with it. Because <laughs> you can handle the ball uh, and not get booked. Like say, say you're trying to chest the ball and you do a samaras and you you almost catch it between your arms, then you don't get booked for that because you're just being a bit silly. But anything else in the, the game itself? No, I, th- I think I think the only thing worth mentioning is that Dundee United. Although it was a it was quite a, an open game, I don't think Dundee United played at the best of their ability. And I think Nadia Chiefly had a very quiet game and. When he plays United, tend to play, and I don't think they were they were any, anywhere near that. Now I, I I would agree with what Greg said earlier about the the St Johnson defence having a good game because I thought I I'm not sure if they're giving Stephen Anderson man of the match. I'd probably given it to Dave McKay, but yeah. I, I, I I mean having given it to Stephen Anderson, I can't really argue because he did have a really good game as well, and obviously he got the, the opening goal. Did you not read earlier Chifty morning about the fact that Fraser Wright and Stephen Anderson were giving him a bit of verbals? Oh, boohoo, grew up. Aye, exactly. Aye. Aye. That's that's really what we're down to in football, trying to get that wee extra edge. And if if you wind somebody up, especially from what I could see in the TV, he was getting wound up. Aye, the second aye. you see that, you just niggle. That's it. Niggle and him, exactly. put him off. And the fact the fact he's come out and said that now in the paper, he's going to get pelters the entire season next season because every fullback, every fullback in that league's going to be right in his ear for the first minute. To the last minute of that game, he's clearly no thought he's, he's actions through no. that at all. If that's, if that's how you can rattle him, you do it every single time. Yeah. You... Yep. Yep. I mean, St. George, they've got Dundee United's number. That's what the last four times I hit the beat them. Aye. Aye yeah, I think I heard on the radio on the way home, like Dundee United beat them 4 0 and pretty much the opening day of the season. And then St. George's have beat them every single time since. I don't think Dundee United have scored. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and yet Dundee United were favourites. Yep, I got 3.3 on St. Johnson. Nice. Which is pretty good. Yeah. It's good. I managed to get back to level after all my other bets that had both teams to score, that kind of thing. Uh, well, uh, apparently it's only the, the second time in 52 years that there's been a new name in a cup. 
and the other time being 1994 when Rangers were well, lost to United. So both teams that featured in the final this season are, the, are those two teams in the, the last 52 years to be. I, I couldn't believe that Dundee United have only won the Scottish Cup twice. Yeah, they've been, they were only in the final uh, for the first time in 71, I think it was. And they'd lost like six in a row before they won yeah. the 94. Because there was a chat before it about how I Dundee United it's a World Cup year and the last two, the both times they won it, it was a World Cup year. Yeah, 94 and 2010. Aye. Is that what uh, that... McNamara was alluding to when he was talking about omens? Because somebody mentioned to him on, uh, it was on the BBC Radio Scotland, and they mentioned uh, how the omen was there for May and 17th. And yeah. he says, oh, the omen's there. And McNamara sounded surprisingly nervous considering the, the career he's had. He was very nervous and he was like, hey, hey, we've got omens too, hey, their stats and so on. Like, <laughs> it wasn't quite as good as Charlie Nicholas's bad comeback, but it was up there. Well, you, you know what the problem with that is? I, I, was, I was wrong. It wasn't 71 that Dundee United lost the, the first Scottish Cup final. It was 74, and I do believe that was a World Cup year as well. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, but that's, that's Georgia team. That's three years in a row they've qualified for Europe. Oh, that is tremendous yeah. achievement. Brilliant. That's, uh, that's amazing consistency for a team of their size. And it's, it's good to see run, They've run so well as yeah, well. They are. Uh, well, I mean, if we go back uh, to the start uh, of this totally season. Right for manager of the year. It's, it's, it's a difficult thing in, uh, to disagree with because if we go back to the start of this year, St. Johnson were the team that were getting the results in Europe, but they were unlucky to go out. And yep. then, obviously. Yeah, and, and then you could probably argue that in the cup competitions, St. Johnson have done better than any other team because they've made the one one of them and made the semi final the other. The only other team quite compare to that is Aberdeen. Aberdeen and, uh, won one and then lost in the semi final. Ah, but you won the Diddy Cup. Ah, oh, it's a cup. It's only a Diddy Cup when you don't win it. Well, we didn't win either of them, and I still Aye. maintain the, it's the League Cup's Diddy Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yes, look, like we should move on. I don't want to be discussing the, the cha- where the Challenge Cup fits in that. <laughs> I the Absence Cup. Your team can't even win the Absence Cup. <laughs> the Diddy- oh. Was it the Didier Cup you called it earlier on the season? Aye. <laughs> the Didier Cup. The, the, the double Diddy Cup. Aye. Aye. But no, that's the Georgian team. That's them legends. They don't. Definitely. Yeah, forevermore. Yep. Forevermore. Oh, it's brilliant. I, I'm really chuffed for my mate, uh, St. Johnston fan, who in the, the few games I've been to, St. Johnston games, I go with him. I'm chuffed for him because uh, when we went to uni, when I first met him, the amount of pelters he got uh, and he's uh, basically supporting a, a wee diddy team and then ask, winding him up, asking him who his big team is, that kind of thing. It's, it's brilliant for him that now, now he now he winds you up about them being your, your big team. Now, yes, now, now, aye, now he's the, the supporter of the big team. It's, it's brilliant. It's, it's not even once in a lifetime, is it? It's, it's once in a hundred and thirty no, years. Be interesting to see if they get an upturn in crowds that season. Um, so, oh, so. 15,000 15, at it. Well, the, the, this, is the thing, this is the thing that always comes up at these games. You, you, you talk about the glory hunters. And it, when it comes to cup finals... Like you, Chris, bit, you were there. I, I was just going to watch a game of football in Scotland. You know, I'm, I'm a Scottish football fan. <laughs> what can I say? But uh, I, I, the, the thing that always comes out of this is the, the, the glory hunting aspect. And I, I, I've never agreed with it because every team's got their glory hunters, whether it's St. Johnson taking 15,000 to the, the Scottish Cup final or Dunny United taking 28,000 to the Scottish Cup final or Celtic taking 80,000 to Seville. You don't get 80,000 at Celtic Park every week. I thought it was, eight, was 800,000 Celtic took to Seville. 80, 80 was about right. <laughs> But every team's got its glory hunters, the players, that, or the fans that turn up for the big occasion. 
So the 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 key isn't keeping all of them all the time. The key is being able to maybe grab a few of them Aye. and say, look, this is what we've got. This is what we get every week. That you should come more often, kind of thing. So if St Johnson can even get a tiny fraction of that fifteen thousand, or I suppose it would be about about ten thousand of them, but extra fans on the on top of the right yard gate. If they can get a tiny fraction of that going next season, then that's done the job. Yeah, you would imagine a lot of them that would have been there on Saturday would have been kids. So like they'll be maybe like going to mum and dad's or I want to go and watch St Johnson now, now that they can see I my team's won a trophy. Exactly, Maybe. they'll be talking about uh, fighting over who's Anderson, who's McLean, who's May in the, the playground. Which is... Or slap that boy into it. Aye, aye, it was, it was good. I, I liked how it happened and uh, Chesnack was down in the, the deck as if his his hand was injured. I'm not sure if it was or not, but it was the kind of thing I suspected he was doing just to make himself look a bit better. Right. It's looking good for St Johnson as well, the fact that Stevie May's coming out and saying he wants to stay. Well, he's a Perth boy. I think that makes a big difference. And the the, the joke on Saturday evening was uh, David Wallerspoon had to leave Hibs to win the Scottish Cup, and he's Aye. the other boy. He's the other Perth boy. He went home, which is that's the kind of, that's the that's the big stories, isn't it? It's it's about the the local fans that have uh, seen their team win the, the Scottish Cup for the first time. It's about the the players who grew up being uh, in the in the shadow of like well Milton Park and whatever, uh, McDermott Park and. They've, they've come on and, and won the cup for the team and then I what I probably the highlight of the day for me was just as a, the full well I, throughout the entire game because I was sitting in front of the director's box I had all the suits behind me so I had like Peter Lawl was there and Rod Petrie was there a bit further along I seen Stuart Regan and Neil Doncaster and not everybody well, the, the guys that run it but the two guys who were sitting directly behind me were in the, the St Johnson suits and stuff I, I couldn't tell you who they were it wasn't Jeff Brown I think he was sitting a bit further along. Maybe but, Roddy Grant. Um, no, they were quite. They were a bit older. Right. But uh, like you could, I could hear them the entire game shouting, like uh, encouragement to the team, and occasionally shouting abuse to the United players. And it's exactly the kind of thing I do at the football. Which I thought was quite good coming from the director's box. But um, but it was just coming up in full time, and I happened to turn round, and the one of the old guys had tears in his eyes, and I just thought that's 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 what it's all about. Yeah. It's, he's he's been a St Johnson guy all his life. He's he, he might never have expected to see this day, and uh, it's, it's here it is, and what a fantastic achievement. So no, I think that's probably made my day, and I, I managed to get a photo at the end of the game with the two of them just up and cheering, and it was a, it was a really good sight. So I was hearing a bit about uh, Steve Banks getting a, a third Scottish Cup. <laughs> never played a minute. Never played a minute, <laughs> and I was hearing some digs saying that uh, he's won it more often than Hibs. Yep. Yeah, uh, which is it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's funny. I bet he'll have that up in his mantelpiece, definitely. And then I was hearing uh, Liam Craig once again getting uh, pillars from St. Johnson fans. Because <laughs> so. uh, he Aye. left to, uh, I've got a quote here, I want to be successful to win trophies and help the club get into Europe. So that's why he went Brilliant. to <laughs> Brilliant. Might win the playoff cup. Does that tie in nicely with, our, with talking about the playoff then, the final? Ah, it's, 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 up. it's almost the, scripted. The only little thing I could possibly mention after that was the fact that I've I seen you from your head as well. And that was another Oh, aye, aye. Oh, I've I seen your picture, aye. aye. She was on the telly box beforehand. Aye. And you, you, you were, see, you remember Lorraine Kelly ahead of your head. Did you, get a, did you get a picture of her though? I got a picture of her, I didn't get a picture with her. Uh, like, there's, a, there's, like a, there's a big divide between my seat at the back of the front row and the director's box just behind me. There's almost a pit. 
I'm I should, can I get, should keep, keep your scum out. Should probably talk security about you. Should be honest, that Chris on the podcast. He's always talking about me. Security, stop him. <laughs> uh, he he mentioned my pies. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. So the playoffs. Uh, we've, uh, as I said in the earlier, we're about three quarters of the way through. Stirling Albion have been promoted. Cowdenbeath are staying in the championship. Which who is... scored? Who scored first for Cowdenbeath at the weekend? Who, who was it? I was some Diddy X Rangers player who's never a oh, striker in his life. Was it that boy I said we should put a bet on? Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. That was the wrong leg, though. It's the wrong leg. But uh, he's turned into a, a player now that he's getting played in the correct position. Hey, keep going. We moved to the, the top dozen maybe that season. I was uh, I was watching the, the first half of the Dunfermline Cowdenbeath playoff, and it was interesting to hear uh, Donald Finlay talk about. Uh, how uh, Rangers and Hearts being in the in the championship would affect the side, and he was talking about their budget being increased by at least double. Aye, and he won't know who to support as well, will he? Well, uh, <laughs> but, it's, but it's interesting to to hear how much it's going to affect clubs like that. Just having those two teams in there, and I'm sure it's going to be even more if Hibs manage to to lose against Hamilton, which. It's difficult to say, but I think Hamilton are the, the form side going into that game. They're the, the side that are scoring. I'm sure I heard today that Hibs have scored three goals in ten games. Something silly like that. Ouch. And Hamilton's well over 25. 20? Aye, but they scored ten maybe? in one game. Aye, aye, I forgot. Hibs are rubbish, but they're no mortal. <laughs> aye, let's see. Good. It's good on, it's on the telly box, both legs. Sky Sports have got on the Wednesday night, and then BT Sport have got the second leg, which is really good. Yeah, uh, Is that Saturday or Sunday? I'm not 100% sure. Because you know how it's a Champions League final on Saturday and oh, can't have the same game? Can't have a game in the same day as the Champions League final? Oh, no. no. Aye, second leg on Sunday, aye. But yes. Hamilton, Hamilton for the first leg are uh, favourites, 8 to 5. Really? Hibs are 19 to 10. This was with McBookie. Yeah. 9 to 4 the draw. That's yes. the first leg. So, mm. I, I think Hamilton will win. Mm, I, don't uh, know. I just can't, I still can't. I still can't see Hibs scoring goals. That's just I agree there. I agree there, but this is. I just cannot see it. If they ever need to respond, this is it. And Butcher's going to be hopefully drilling that into them. That they have to. This is it. This they've got two games really to to rescue their season. And I hope he does drill it into them because I, well, it would be nice to see Hibs going down because I get to see them at Ibrox. <laughs> but I want to see a good game. That's what I'm wanting to see. I'm, I'm selfish right now, and I want to see a good game on Wednesday, and I want it to to be tight enough so that Sunday is a decider. Mm-hmm. I, I just get the feeling that probably he's been probably trying that most of the season, saying these are like cup finals for you. And I think yep, that yeah. that bunch of players, I just think it doesn't. I, I don't know. I just think they're they're part they're beyond the stage of that team team talks because I mean they've been in free fall since what January maybe since he arrived yeah. pretty much. I just I, I can't. I just think Hamilton and Hamilton will do it. See, the problem I've got with it is this, it's this last chance to win nonsense again. I mean, Cowden Beath have stayed up. So, Dunfermline, for all they've had a really good season, and we're always going to be struggling in a league at Rangers, and it yep. have been basically screwed by the setup because Cowden Beath played four games despite having a pretty poor season. Aye. See, see, at the start of the season, I was very much against the playoffs. I, I'm that way. I think your consistency over the league should be rewarded. So, I think it should have been two down, two automatically up. But see, in terms of like, see if we don't know hard this season, Hearts were relegated pretty much before the season started. 
possibly the league wouldn't have been as interesting as it was this season. Well, no, if... because it would have been exactly the same. It would just been straight down instead of the, the, the trying to avoid the playoffs, but try to avoid relegation. So, from that perspective, it would be good. But I mean, I know what you're saying about wanting to reward over the thirty-six games, but I, I like the the way the English play playoffs work, and that everybody goes down, so that's just done. Yeah. And then you promote the the top team or the top two teams. I think I've like. League two down there promotes the top three teams, and then the next four play off for that final spot. Now I, I think that's fair enough because if you've done really well, you get the, the rewards, you get to go straight up, and it's exactly the same with, with Rangers. And like, obviously they won the league, so they go straight up. And then in like, League two or League one, you would have had Dunfermline, and you'd had Air United, and whatever the other teams were in the, the next two, and they'd have been playing off for that final spot. Yeah. And I think that would maybe have been a bit. I, I, we should be rewarding a good season, not. Given a last chance to win a poor season, mm-hmm. aye, the self self preservation league. Yeah, yeah. but I, I mean, certainly I can understand the 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 argument with going straight up as well. Again, you think you play thirty six games, you finish second, you should be going straight up as opposed to if you finish third, fourth, or fifth, getting that another couple of games to try and steal that. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what the crowds like in Wednesday because I don't think Hamilton have that big a support, but you would think there'll be a few Hibs fans going through surely. Greg, did you see the? Uh, I doubt it. I don't. Uh, had it been had the uh, games been around the other way, I might have. Uh, I might have gone to second leg if it had been um, Hamilton the second leg. But no, I don't see me going over. Um, going over Monday because it's the first leg, so there's not really, not really much to decide. But had it been, had fortunes been reversed, I'd have went over and sat in the sat in the Hamilton end. I think it's not see even. The... It's not like a final, is it? See when it's two legged, it no. just doesn't feel like a final. The first leg. First one's a precursor to the big game. The big yeah. games, the big games. Unless, unless one side go and absolutely romp it on Wednesday, but I can't see that happen. I would think Hibs would be looking to looking to take a, a nothing each or something back to back to Easter Road. So it might be quite a tight affair. What will be interesting though is, is Hibs having to go and play in the um, playing the artificial pitch over at Hamilton because it's. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. That pitch is not an easy place to play this season as Motherwell found it to their cost in the cup. <laughs> uh, and as much as it was a, a terrible result, it's not I mean it is a it's definitely a different um a different kettle of fish. So it'll be interesting to see how that one goes. But I, I I'm kinda of, I'm kinda of split fifty fifty. I would quite like to I'd quite like to see Hamilton come up because I think it would be good to have the, the Lancashire Derby on again. But by the same token I like through Easter Road as well. Uh, for the for the Hibs game. So uh, kinda of fifty fifty for me. I hope it's I hope there are a couple of good games though. And I hope we finally get to see, um, you know, Hibs come out and play a wee bit of football and, and a couple of high-scoring games. Uh, if people, if people are thinking they're going to either match the the home the Hamilton game, the home leg, adult sixteen pound, under 18s and over sixty fives eight pound. But for the Hibs game, so it'd only be eight pound, Greg. Well, see, I know for a fact that you can you can get out of Hamilton in the in the um, unemployed gate. For half price as well, because right. I did that at the cup, at the cup game. <laughs> um, and then for the, the Hibs home leg, it's £10 for adults and £5 for under-18s and over-65s. Oh, that's and that's season, season, ticket hold, season ticket holders are getting in for free, I believe. I think so as well. So, uh, as an apology. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully the two big crowds, because that's the thing about the playoffs down south, they always have brilliant crowds for it. So we yeah. need to try and find a way of marketing these games as well as they do down south. Did As you see the, the, the odd statistic for the, the game at the weekend there? That New Douglas Park had a crowd of 4,678, which turned out to be exactly 2,338 each. Hmm. <laughs> it was an actual exact 50-50 split of the crowd. Right. And that, that's actually why I'm disappointed that Hamilton beat Falkirk, because I always think Falkirk had a decent away support everywhere. 
Yeah. Uh, that's the good thing about Dundee coming up that they take a good support because. Yeah. In terms of like, see if if Hibs do end up going do, go down, that's like two of the team. Hibs and Hearts both have some yeah. of the biggest supports in the league. Yeah. Um, but there's so at least a idea of a, a decent support and they'll be coming up, so like that, uh, that at least one of the gaps. But obviously, uh, if Hamilton come up and they lose Hibs, that's a bit of a blow because Hamilton don't even follow their own game much. Yeah, so uh, I'd be interested to see what happens, but crowds are pretty good in the SPL just now, or the, sorry, the Premiership. Yeah, I, I've seen some, uh, most of the teams are seeing an, another increase in attendance, which is nice, nice to see. Uh, except us. Our overinflated results, which are fake, are down. Never mind uh, the real statistics. And then there's us, Aberdeen, that are like saying that there's less folk going than actually are going. So maybe we're just making up for like Celtic saying that more folk are going when less folk are going, which are even things out. Maybe you've got your fans. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't know. But... So it's nice to see BT and Tibbs kissing and making up. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's still early. I mean, they might decide in like Thursday. I don't know why to show the game anymore. Aye. I mean, has there been, been anything said in terms of was that maybe something that was agreed already that the play, they were know. having the playoff or have they maybe given him some money? I don't know. I don't know. It was I, I, quite quiet until the announcement. Aye. The fact that both Sky and BT have got a leg each would suggest there's maybe something uh, been at least verbally agreed earlier in the season that they'd show a playoff. And certainly. Once it became obvious that Hibs were involved, they probably jumped at the chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But it's good It's good for us uh, because we get to watch it in the telly box. I'm, I'm yeah, actually yeah, lazy yeah. like that. Good for you. You love a bit of telly box action. I do. Well, I mean, see if it had been this time last year, I'd maybe have thought, like, well, tenner, I'll go through to Easter Road and watch the second leg. But I've got uh, other commitments these days, so it'll be no, no travelling to Edinburgh for me. I telly with me, man. I would not be free. You get a free, you just carry him over the turnstile. <laughs> Keep a left over. Uh, those are the days. Stick him inside your jacket. Be a good way for us to sleep during the day. Take him to see abs. Aye, aye. He'll get a good two hour sleep. I'm going to get my game. He's going to be a better sleeper than Mike Collins. I know he's only four and a half months, but can't be that bad. Aye, I'll move on and uh, the season highlights. I thought I would uh, would pick two or three or, or, or whatever highlights from the, the season. And I thought I, I'll start with Rangers against Dundee United. And I know it was a defeat, but I thought <laughs> that it was... Good start. <laughs> I, I, but I mean, it was a Rangers highlight. Rangers lost in 90 minutes this season. Aye. It was a highlight for me because it, it told me where Rangers sit or, or gave an indication to where Rangers sit in the grand scheme of things in terms of the the Premiership, the Championship, the, the, the league structure. Seeing Rangers play in League One, it's difficult to really appreciate where we are, how good we are. Yeah, we're winning games, we're, we're playing poorly, we're, we're still winning games and we're winning the league at a canter, but where are we? We're, we're playing with Premiership players, so where are we? Uh, if we were to come up against a Premiership side and to see us play so well against Dundee United, yeah, we got beat. But I thought I, I took a lot of positives from that. So I'd say that that's one of the highlights of my season. The St Johnson playing against FC Minsk in uh, extra time when the sprinklers came on mid game. <laughs> You've not oh, watched your season, have you? Was it a wet t-shirt competition or something like that? <laughs> no, there wasn't. Bloody hell, the no. sprinklers coming on that game of football. 
highlight of the season. Aye, aye that's definitely, definitely there. Well, I'm not going to choose much for League One, am I? Apart from Mosney. Oh, I could aye, probably yeah. just say Mosney overall, but I'm going to highlight his overhead kick against Dennis Muir. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about him slamming the keeper against Albion Rovers. Aye. No, no, that was legal. I needed you on last week, Chris. I was trying to remember what game it was. Aye, I know. Aye. Aye, it was overhead kick because that, that kind of told me, look, this guy's a character. This guy's up for the banter. Oh, aye. So, aye. so that, that's my three highlights. Uh, maybe. What about your what about your pitch invasion? Playing yeah, football? I suppose, I suppose playing on. Your legal uh, activities? Aye. Uh, playing on the Ibrox pitch when maybe I wasn't meant to was good. But, well, that, that's, a, that's a, a personal highlight away from uh, league football. Aye. Aye, so that, that's me then. A defeat, sprinklers, and an overhead kick. <laughs> right, who's next? Well, I can only go uphill. I can only improve. I can only improve. Right, John, go, go then. What are you thinking? Well, well, quite obvious for me was the League Cup final. The Diddy Cup. We're in that, being at Parkhead, where, well, Park Red, as they, we called it, but like 40,000 Aberdeen fans was a great. Uh, the atmosphere was electric. Okay, the game wasn't great, but it was just good to win a trophy and I mean, even as a as something supporting one of the teams, you were like, aye. But main thing was we were in. Hopefully, it, it's a sign of things to come in terms of maybe a, a period of success for the club. Um, Milne getting behind the club. Also, as well, another highlight would probably be the fact that maybe, okay, we never got to the final of the Scottish Cup, but St. Johnson winning a cup, I think that's great for another team to have a mm-hmm. bit of success. Um, in terms of that and then my final thing would be Auckland Lake Talbot winning back-to-back leagues and only losing one game over the two seasons in the league pretty terrific achievement there so well done to them as well good stuff Chris what are you thinking well I, I would have to echo what John says about Scottish Cup I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed my day on Saturday I thought it was a, a really good game of football and it was a good atmosphere and it was it was a brilliant end to see St Johnson making history so it was good to be there I really did enjoy it but I think from uh, my own perspective, the the way we've went about our, the business in the league this season has been absolutely fantastic. We, we lost not one game all season, and that was to Aberdeen. We were down to ten men pretty early. So, and it was a, even that game itself. We were two down. In, we managed to pull one back and were dominant in the second half despite having ten men. Yeah, so, I remember that night well. I thought uh, it was <laughs> it was as if we were the team that had ten men. Yeah, I mean it was it was a it was a very strange game, but uh, obviously Aberdeen hung on and won. Uh, and uh, I, I, in the same game, I would have to say the the goal that broke uh, Fraser Foster's run the uh, consecutive minutes and without conceding a goal was an absolute peach. So if you're going to end that uh, magnificent run Foster had, then that was a goal to do it. But uh, I, th- I think the the ultimate highlight for me this season had to be the the, the Champions League qualifier against what's her face Shakhtar Karagandy. We were 2 0 down for the first leg and we pulled it back to 3 0 in the, the second leg uh, with a, a last minute winner for James Forrest. That was probably the, the highlight for me, making the Champions League for the second season in a row. Mm-hmm. What about you, Greg? Uh, it's, it was funny because uh, I'd been thinking about this a few weeks ago because I know we always do this at the end of the season. And I was really, really struggling because, in terms of standout moments, um, certainly from a Motherwell point of view, there, there weren't a great deal. I mean, obviously, the points total, the, the record points total um, as it stands now is, is, is something that kind of jumps out but um, other than the other than the last game of the season for me and the, pretty much the last kick of the ball of that season um, it's been a, 
it's been a kind of funny season for Motherwell as much as we've, we've done really well and you're another great second place finish and a great way to win it in terms of uh, highlights in the season there's been there's, there's been few we've huffed and puffed a lot of our way through the season and we've, we've ground out points and ground out wins when season's gone by we wouldn't have uh, we wouldn't have secured any and, and getting chucked at both the cups um, at the first hurdle as well was a, was a real downer as well so it was, it was it was really struggling this season to pick out a highlight until until of course Craig Reid sticks that, that ball away and, and injury time at and as it's kind of <clears throat> as I said last season it's sometimes and it, I talk, listen to you guys talking about the, the, you know, the Scottish Cup final there and what it means to St Johnston as it's for, for, for guys like me that support Motherwells and guys that support St Johnston's and Invernesses you know the, the highlights are sometimes few and far between and we, we, we've not won anything you know we don't win that much but um that last uh, 90 seconds at Pataudry at the end of the season is uh, is what keeps you coming back for more, to be honest, because otherwise I think you would be I think you would be hard pushed to justify the money every year. But um just another another great season for Motherwell and um just the best way possible to end it. See interesting like Chris see just to pick up on your thing about the the league performance of Celtic that season. Do you think this team this year's Celtic team is better than last year's Celtic team? Uh, it's an interesting question. I think, as far as the league campaign goes, yes, because we spent a lot of time last season dropping stupid points here there, and everywhere in the league. And this season, they were absolutely brilliant. The the problem has been the other competitions. We, we were nowhere in the Champions League. Uh, that, I mean, the win against Ajax was a good win, but I don't. I think we were up against three very poor teams by comparison with the standard. I mean, you look at Barcelona, Milan, and Ajax. All three of them have had a lot better team than the, the, the teams that Celtic faced this season. And obviously, I mean, we, we played three cup games this season and the only one we won was the 7-0 Hearts. But we've, so, although we've been so consistent in the league, the consistency was nowhere in the other, uh, other competitions. And I think that's somewhere we need to improve next season. I think that'll be uh, one of Lennon's main aims. Uh, if, if he's still if he stays, there. If he stays. I think that uh, he's, got, he's got to be setting himself targets and I think that the cup competitions... It's got to be it because I think it's an unrealistic target if he's going to be coming and trying to better his points total in the league this season because I think that they just done superbly. Uh, they they just they, they, they didn't stroll it. Uh, I think that's doing them a bit of a disservice to say that. that that's almost as if it's they've, they've lazily uh, managed to get that points total. They, they were demolishing teams. Mm-hmm. On, the, on the journey to that so I, I, I would also say I, I think the likes of Motherwell and Aberdeen have actually required Celtic to push on because I mean what, 70 points for Motherwell 68 for Aberdeen alright I mean was it 89 or something or was it even as much as that last season at Celtic got yeah, I think it was something like 89 it was 80 something so alright it was still win the league this season but I think I think the likes of Motherwell and Aberdeen for the best time this season they were they were pushing on quite a bit and Celtic did have to up their game in the league so I think full credit from for that. Yep. yep. But I agree with what you're saying, Craig. I think like what do you set the target for the league next season? 100 plus points. Mm-hmm. There's only about 114 available, so you're already setting yourself a big target there. If you're then saying you need to improve in the cup competitions, what are you saying 100 100 plus points in the treble? Are you really going to are you really going to put your pressure on yourself from day one like that? What's your thoughts? Because I think he'll still be there, Lennon. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anything's going to come up. It's going to tempt him away. I don't think the Norwich will get a giggle tempt. I think it would be more likely he would go to Leicester City, but they've yeah. just been promoted. I wouldn't be surprised if Leicester City depends struggle. 
if they struggle and get rid yeah. of their manager, as so frequently happens in England now, if that happens, then Lennon might be tempted to leave. Especially depending on the timing of it. If, they, if that happens in December and Celtic are already out of the Champions League by that point, if we should make it for a third season in a row, then he might just be tempted to leave mid-season. Do you think, though, that he would, apart from Leicester, maybe in Pearson going, that a Premiership club would offer Lennon a job? I don't know. It would dep- I, I think it would depend what he did in Europe again, because that's the only place he pays any attention. In England, they don't care what happens in Scotland. Yeah. What Celtic do in Europe is what gets the attention. That's why Fraser Forster's going to uh, Brazil this season, or this, for this World Cup, is because yeah. of his performances in Europe. It's not because he had this massive unbeaten record in Scotland. Nobody cares, do What about you, Greg McCall? Um, I don't know, John. It's, uh, it's a difficult one to call because last season he had, he had a pretty good offer from from uh, uh, Sheffield United, and he, he kind of thought about it for a couple of weeks and turned it down. All the signs are that he's, he's planning to stay at the moment. Um, I mean, he's certainly involved in a lot of the contract negotiations just now, and it's, it's encouraging to see them actually um, trying to trying to force some deals through early on. Because last season we waited far too long, and then we're left. Like a week towards the end of the season, where we're trying to scramble about and find players, so I think we're trying to get deals sorted out as soon as possible. Um, yeah. Same sort of thing. I think I think if a good offer came in, a more attractive offer than, than what he has at Motherwell, um, I, I don't think there's any doubt he would go. But I also think that he values kind of what he's got um, up the road as well. And I mean, his family are all sort of staying locally here too. So if you're you're looking at a big move, you're probably looking somewhere in England. Yeah. It's whether whether in this this um Stages career he wants to up sticks and, and gamble that again. I mean I don't it's one of these he's not going to be here forever so he's going to go at some point and you look at his his, his track record the last two or three seasons and it is it's it's fantastic. So he might also have one eye on that too. You know, if you're going to get a decent move you're better going when you're your stock's high before you have yeah. a dodgy season and you get shunted out the door. So I hope he's still around next season. But you know, if he, if he decides to go, yeah, fair enough. He's he's come in, he's done a great job. So he would move on and get somebody else. I think that the, the big problem Stuart McCall's got is he's set himself such a a, a high bar in the last yeah. few seasons because you've had yep. that third, second, second Aye, in the last the one, three seasons. The one thing that's rankling with him though is the, is the lack of success in the cup, and I know especially this yeah. season, given that um, given that you know. Celtic have, have gone out both cups, they've not featured in the finals. He's definitely looked at that as, as an opportunity must to go on. With the, with, you know, with the squad we've got and what we've done in the league, we used to have been up there pushing for certainly quarter finals, semi finals in these competitions, and we've, we've crashed out this season. And the two seasons previously as well. I mean, we got to the final a few years ago, but that was. Well, yeah, really... that, that's, that's the funny thing is, McCall's uh, <clears throat> first season, you made the Scottish Cup final, and unfortunately for you, came up against Celtic. Aye, I mean, that was that was a, a real drubbing that time around, and since then, we've just no, we've, we've not pushed on enough in the Cups. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's the, it's the league that sort of pays the money and stuff, but for supporters, supporters will tell you that they like a, a day out of the Cup final and a chance of lifting silverware. And for multiple supporters, yeah. it's, I mean, you need, you need some sort of trophy in the cabinet, it's been too long, but um, I'd be interested to see uh, what happens over the summer, because I would imagine, uh, I'd imagine there'd be one or two maybe championship clubs, that sort of level, uh, taking note of what McCall's done and, and maybe taking a gamble on them. Right, enough about Scottish football, because I'm wanting to talk about Serie A, if that's oh, all right. Are you talking about yeah, the, the cheats? I want to talk about Juventus, cheats. they won 3-0. And they've set a, a new record in Europe's top 10 leagues by finishing the season with 102 points. It was Chris who tweeted this. I, and I, I think, well, I looked at it and I think I looked at it in a similar way as Chris did, thinking that 
this this isn't right, this isn't right, because Chris has, has, has said it enough times on the podcast, what Celtic, how many points Celtic got in the league. Was it Martin O'Neill? Martin O'Neill's second season, 2001-2002, Celtic reached 103 points. Yeah, so we so, were... Uh, you, you've looked at that and thought, sure we're top 10, right? So I went and looked up the, the, the coefficient to see where uh, Scotland were actually ranked, and we're 23rd. Now, it's embarrassing. So it goes, it goes Spain, England, Germany, Italy, Portugal, France, Russia, Netherlands. So far, so good. That's fair enough. They're ahead of us. Ukraine, Belgium, Turkey, Greece, yeah. Switzerland, yeah. Austria, yeah. Czech yeah. Republic, Romania, Israel, Cyprus. What kind of league Cyprus got? Denmark, Croatia, Poland, Belarus. We are rubbish. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I seen this earlier on and just it's depressing it's probably not going to get any better as well because it's even it's just even harder every season for a, a Scottish team out with Celtic but that's including Celtic to get in the group stages of a European tournament well St Johnson done pretty well this season but, but who knows if that if they can repeat that again there is that chance they seem to be taking Europe a little bit more seriously than Motherwell. That's no disrespect, but I think that the Motherwell perhaps didn't see it as a priority, whereas St Johnson did. No, I'm, I'm not so sure. I agree with that. I think no? I think we're just I think we're just chronic in Europe. I think that's the. <laughs> I, I don't think it's a case of not taking it seriously at all. I mean, I think it's just the fact that we um, we've just not adjusted to playing uh, European football and European ties. With, I mean, our, our record the last. The record qualified for Europe is really good, but in Europe, our record's absolutely appalling the last few years. I don't. I, th- I think the last three seasons will fail to score. I don't think the draws have been too kind, though. No, the draws so, have been a bit ropey as well. Um, a, I can't remember who you got in the Champions League draw, but when you dropped it in the FA Cup and you got bloody Levante for Spain. Ah, it was Panathinaikos we got in the, the yeah, Champions League, and then we got Levante in Spain, then we got a Russian side last year as well. And yeah, but see, the, the yeah. fact that you just didn't take a full side across, Greg, that's what made me think that you weren't taking it. Uh, you given given 100%. The tie was pretty much over. I think we went down 2 0 at home. And, yep, and the, the flight, the flight was something like a twelve-hour flight to southern Russia, and we had uh, we had a, we had a league game on the Saturday. So, I think for that reason, there was there was one or two players who were fifty-fifty who were left out. Which I mean, uh, yeah, okay, you can look at that two ways and say we've not really gone in at a full goal. But to be honest, the, the tie was buried by that point. Uh, so I mean, you need to be sort of sensible about these things too. But no, we we just our record in Europe's uh, appalling. I, I kind of I, I, I kind of get excited about Europe anymore. Um, I think it's just, I think it's just a, a draining resources these days for us. We lost money um, last season off the back of qualifying for Europe. Which, if you're getting to that stage and you're drawing teams in southern Russia and it's costing you tens of thousands of pounds to play them, then you know it, it kind of begs the question whether there's any point qualifying at all. I, I don't. We've obviously we've got to enter the first qualifying round, but see, just going by recent times we've played in Europe, likes us like a but. Czech Republic team and they mm. cubbed us like if everyone's thinking like we're seeded or oh, I will probably get by the first round but you just you just never know nah. um, yeah but I mean at least if you're seeded then you've got a chance of getting through and at the moment, every coefficient point helps I'm just looking at what we want what we got this year for the, the, the Champions League we've got 3.25 points now that's 
worked out because there's four teams played in Europe this season, so you divide the full number of points collected by four, and that's your the points for the season. So Scotland get 13 points, 10.5 for Celtic, 2.5 for St Johnson, and Hibs and Morrow give us nothing at all. Aye, but see if and you look. That's that that gap puts us 22nd in in the rankings for the the season behind Moldova. Aye, and see, the problem see. is Moldova had Sheriff Tennis Ball who get eight points, and Mil Sami, Orhe, who get two and a half, and Dacia, Chisnell, who get two, and FC Tiraspol, who get one. All four of the teams are chipping in. Yeah, I mean, see if and you that's the at, problem you get. See if you look at the first couple of qualifying rounds, you think, right, Aberdeen, Motherwell, and St. Johnson, maybe get a, a fairly decent chance of getting through to the third qualifying round, right? But see when it hits the third qualifying round, you've got Leon, you've got PSV, Real Sociedad, Parma, these kind of teams. You're going right? to get it further. But then, not just that, you've got a bloody playoff round. Inter, Tottenham, Villarreal, 20, Borussia Munchen, Gladbach. You're just like, I mean, ouch. Realistically, none of our teams are going to get into the group stages. It's sad as we say, but I just cannot see it. Um, and I think that's going to continue for years on years. Mm-hmm. It's just going to get worse instead of better. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually optimistic, but I just I, looking at some of these teams, you're just like, no, it's not going to happen. And the problem with that is it all, all impacts every team because Celtic, well, well, well the, the coefficient is this low down, you're having the Scottish champions having to play three qualifying rounds to get anywhere near the Champions League. Now, we managed it last season, but we've done it by the skin of our teeth. We had a 1-0 aggregate win against Elfsburg and had they scored at home in the second leg, we were gubbed. We, didn't, we looked at nowhere near the races that day and we've just managed to scrape through because they played Bangura up front. <laughs> no, I, I <laughs> Like uh, Shakhtar Karagand they were no great team but they were 2 them up for the second leg or for the first leg and it took us a good effort to turn that around I've not even looked yet to see what teams you can get next year but let's see uh, the whole concept frightens me because this season because the Celtic Park's going to be out of commission with the, the Commonwealth Games we're going to play the first two one, uh, rounds at Murrayfield instead of Celtic Park the Celtic Park is a, a fortress for us that's part of the, the magic of the European night so take us out of that what could happen um, well, let me see. In terms of when it gets to the third qualifying round, you've got this likes of Zenit St. Petersburg, <laughs> Leo, Besiktas, Dnipro, Partharaikos, Feyenoord. Are they seeds? Are they non seeds? They are, well. I the think seeded. they're seeded the three, three rounds through it. Well, you are, let me see. No, I mean, in your second qualifying round, you're seeded, but when you get through to the third qualifying round, it will depend very much on. I think you're possibly seeded, mind you, third qualifying round. But then when you get to the playoff, Arsenal, Porto, Bayer Leverkusen, Napoli, Atletico Bilbao. We're guaranteed. I'm just looking at the Bert Cassius site on the coefficients, and even in fourth qualifying round, we're, we're, we're one of the guaranteed CD teams should we get through the, the previous two rounds, along with Steyr Bucharest, Salzburg and Batty Borisov. So is that in the playoff you'll be seated? Uh, we're all three rounds, yeah. Aye, right, so that's maybe the last. We're in the second qualifying round, and we should get through that. But you um, never know. But you could still end up with a team like Fire or two. Maybe aren't great just now, but it wouldn't be exactly an easy tie. Yeah, we could get Clifton for again. <laughs> Who did they watch you? Oh, well, this um, season. So. Are they there? Aye, they're the, the Northern Irish champions. Oh, I saw they are. Clifton Valley. They're still there. It's a good chance so, to get them again. Aye, well, maybe there's a chance in, in terms of if you're still going to be seeded at the playoff round stage. A wee bit of a, a more positive topic is the, the charity bet. And this season we managed to get £400 in the kitty, courtesy of McBookie. Well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll 
put a wee bit of negative slant on it. We had a twenty pound a week. So if we just bite twenty pound a week, yeah. But but look, we we ended up with four hundred pound in the kitty, and we were discussing uh, together where the the money should go this season. We went with York Hill the first season, and we went with Click Sergeant, which is a, a related children's uh, charity last season. And I was thinking this season that uh, we should go maybe with something cancer related. I'm sure that we've all been touched at some point by, by cancer, whether it's personal, family or friends. So I thought we'd do something for charity and I put it out there and Chris had a suggestion. So Chris, do you want to explain your suggestion and just very briefly why you decided that you thought they would be worthy of the £400? Well, yeah, as you said, the, the, the idea of cancer, uh, some sort of cancer research sort of seemed like a good idea. I mean, obviously... Recently we've had uh, Sandy Jardin, uh, we've had we Oscar who was a, a, a mascot at the, the Celtic uh, Clothenville game mm-hmm. back in July, he sadly passed away in the recent weeks. Uh, I mean, even outside football, it was uh, Elena Baltach's uh, funeral today, we're recording on Monday night, so there's certainly, there seems to be a, a spate of, sort of cancer that uh, deaths just recently, which is... Always sad, and as you say, I think everybody's at some point been touched by it. In fact, the, the, the Celtic Trophy presentation was uh, John Hartson and Stalin Petrov, and they've obviously had their battles with cancer as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the ideas was, I mean, we've obviously had local sort of charities recently, uh, like York Hill and uh, well, Quick Sergeant, they do a lot of work in the, the, the kind of Scotland as well. So and the, one of the cancer charities that's in Scotland is the, the Beatson. Uh, and they're kind of a hospice that provides help and both research and uh, those that suffer from cancer itself. So, um, as a few of my friends have actually done a, a bit of uh, fundraising for Beatson in the past due to their own sort of family reasons. Um, so I, I just thought that would be one of the, the the beneficiaries. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a good choice because often we we hear about these high level stats if you like uh, when we talk about cancer you, you're diagnosed and it's terminal and you will end up dying and I know personally I kind of try and ignore the bits in between but I uh, haven't seen it myself that the, the final days are tough and mm. anything that can be done to make that as an easy uh, a progression to uh, as possible that it's it's good, and, and that's, that's one of these things that the Beats and Do, that they, they just make it a little bit easier for the person who's suffering from cancer and the person who's suffering from their loved one who's suffering. So I, I think it's worthwhile. Uh, so we'll be donating £400 to them, and as I mentioned last week, it, it makes all our alcohol and banter worthwhile that we can do that. Yeah, as I've said in the past, sometimes the, the motivation for me coming on and doing this on a Monday night is the fact that we, we're doing the charity betting at the end of the season we're going to stick a few quid in the pot for uh, for charity. So hats off to McBookie for uh, sticking the money up and, and doing it because it's uh, the money's coming right out of their pocket and they don't, they, don't, they don't suppose they get much advertised now or much credit out either, so it's credit to them that they're... They're continuing to fund it. As as they, they they came and gave us a ten pound in the the first season and they upped it again this season to to two bets which included the the first scorer bet, and yeah, I definitely good guys at McBookie and I definitely recommend them. 
Aye, uh, they are good guys. Yeah. Good, good banter on Twitter as well with them. And they're really good. Their customer service is pretty good as well. They like sorted out some. I was wondering why I'd not been getting emails, even though I used to, and they sorted out for me the weekend. So mm-hmm. good guys in my bookie. Yep. And they can they can have a laugh as well. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, the, uh, so yeah, I would just I would add my thanks to what they've done for this season. I, I certainly I like the fact that they they gave us the the the, the secondary bet this season with the, the top scorer, but restricted it to the lower leagues. So we've actually had to do a bit of investigation in the, into the lower leagues and see who would be the, the kind of first goal scorer. Yep, I think it's, it's been interesting that I've been learning names uh, and seeing some of them pop up at Ibrox. All you've learned is Michael Moffat. That's about the only name. That's about the only name we've learned. But I tell you that uh, Michael Moffat, uh, he scored. Uh, well, he was uh, playing against Rangers at Ibrox, and I went into the Ladbrokes just outside Ibrox, and I, I put in a win cast, and I said, right, Moffat to score first because Rangers leak goals, and he's the top scorer in the league, and Rangers to win. And the guy looked at me and said, "You can't do that." But he, he was having none of it. He, he said that it wasn't possible. Give me my slip back. So rubbish. A str- yeah, I, inferior betting facilities. That's how that is. Step a bit, Bookie. Yep. Make Bookie. Uh, I've, I've just remembered another highlight for me. It's probably any podcast that I managed to get through all of it. Uh, that's why I've got <laughs> yeah, a minute. You've that's not sounded like a robot at all this podcast. Aye. I, I know. I oh. thought I would. I thought I'd save it. You no, know, last podcast, I thought I would. I was, I was just thinking one of the highlights for me of the season was when we got the, the Hearts to beat Hibs and we had Ronnie McAllister at the first score. I think both bets came in the one week. I, I don't know if that's the only time it happened all season. but <laughs> I suspect it probably was. Been, uh, <laughs> that, that was. That was a highlight for me. Yeah, uh, double. Had, uh, three to one in Hearts, wasn't it, we had? Something ridiculous anyway. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was good. We got a Moffat first scorer and Ayr and Wraith. There we go then. But, Basically, the charity bet got a lot better when I got back on the podcast, I think. That's, think. Uh, that's really what happened. Well, I, think was, I think we'd won absolutely nothing until I had a wee break. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to claim this up for going away. <laughs> uh, we didn't have a good start, that's for sure. <laughs> it's, not how it's, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. That's what my wife tells me. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, but thanks for coming on, guys, for the the season. It has been a good season of podcasts. Aye, we've got a World Cup one. We're having a World Cup one. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> having a having a summer break, John. Summer break. Recharge, yeah. your, recharge Aye. your banter cannon. You'll be playing. I've been playing football again in about two weeks. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, Aye, a wee break, but it's been good that I, I think we've I, just naturally mixed it up well this season. I'm sure the next season I'm going to be pushing for a week off myself, so I'm going to have to train one of yous up. Well, I will need to learn how to do an Technical introduction. side of things. Oh, aye, the introduction. What I'll do is I'll write it down for you. And aye. Well, it's going to be one screenshot with a big arrow that says magic button. <laughs> exactly, yep. <laughs> the good old magic button. Yep. And thanks for everyone who's listened over the season. Well, I, I, you. well we you. joke about it, and the, the live podcast does have between two and four listeners every week <laughs> but the downloads are pretty good and it always surprises me even even if one person listens uh, it surprises me that, they, that they're interested in what we've got to say and no doubt disagree with most of what I say but I don't mind as long as it's entertaining in whatever way I hope it's more than one because if it's one it's me I always listen back <laughs> <laughs> I used to listen back, Chris, but the problem was I found myself laughing at myself and I wasn't really sure that was healthy. 
I try to laugh at everybody else. I try not to laugh at myself. <laughs> so you start thinking about yourself in the third person. Yeah, aye, it's just, uh, it's, it's an interesting concept listening to yourself. The banter, the silly things that you say. The way that I can go, I can start a sentence and end it with a completely different point and just <laughs> contradict myself left, right and centre. But, uh, but oh, I've, good. Just, I've just thought of one other highlight of the season and I think we should mention it because I think Laurie would be happy to mention it. I would like to say that it's been fantastic to watch the way Hearts fans have rallied around and saved our club. Yeah, I think they deserve credit. They, they, I mean, to be fair, they, they were gubbed from day one this season mm-hmm. in the league, and they finished twelve points behind Hibs, so they were only relegated off the park. It's not often you see a team relegated and their fans almost enjoying it. Uh, I know yeah. Rangers fans have always talked about enjoying the journey, blah blah blah, but but uh, with Hearts, they really were enjoying it. They were enjoying yeah. their time. They were they were uh, they were appreciating every single game because they knew that there was a chance that it was the last. I, I like that. It's nice to see in football there wasn't the the door faces. It was it was party time really for much of the season for them. Yeah, I I, I hope they, they they go on strength to strength now. That the the finances are back in sort of control and and budgets putting off men in place and good luck to them in the championship next season. Hope they win it. Oh no! Oh, no you're oh, taking it too far there, Chris. You ruined it there. <laughs> Couldn't resist. Ah, well, hopefully they can get in the playoffs. <laughs> but it'll be interesting in the championship. I I got myself a season ticket. I'm going it myself this year. So you have you have a few rules to yourself. Are you sure you've got a season ticket? Or is Dave King away with the money? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't give the money to him. No, I gave it to Rangers. Right. It must be one of about five thousand. <laughs> it's it's difficult to put a number on that. I've I've no idea really about figures. But I... Well, I've renewed as well, so I will be returning next season. And remember, we're all going to, we're all going to buy an Albion Rover season ticket. £11, because it's £10 plus £1 postage. Oh, I'm not buying one anymore. I thought it was £10, so wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that has taken it too far. But it's good, aye. And uh, we can all go around to Greg's for beers beforehand. I don't stay anywhere near Coatbridge, so... <laughs> you're probably nearer, your house is probably nearer Coatbridge than mine. I need to look on a map. I don't know where you, you live, will. Craig. Maybe near Coatbridge, boy. No. Aye, we'll be, we'll be all back to Craig's for some tenants. All right, aye. aye we could sort of tenants. No, we need to all go through what's in Johnson in Europe next season. No, oh, I think I'll be going. Aye, come along, steak and chorizo pie. Aye, the probably boys will end up having any. Come on, that's this is enough for us and Johnson loving. Fair enough, they've won the cup, but <laughs> I hope they get pumped next season. I hope they get pumped um, in Europe at the first hurdle as well. Monday they night, get relegated. Monday night, loving lasted. That's a gub. Yeah. <laughs> Hearts as well. I hope Hearts spend the next five seasons in the first division. <laughs> see, see them and their supporters when they rally around them then, and they're still in the in, in the first and blooming twenty twenty. <laughs> right, on, on that note, maybe we should end. <laughs> <laughs> right, but thanks for coming on again and thanks for listening. Yep, it's been a great season and we'll be back for another one next De- year. Eh? Definitely back next season. Yep. And I'll persuade Craig to get our World Cup podcast going. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks again. Right, cheers. 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 Bye.